My Seven Chakras, episode 55. Only those who believe in the power of transformation will gain wings and experience life from a new perspective. The Seven Chakras, swirling vortices of energy, positioned throughout our body from the base of the spine to the crown of the head. For thousands of years, this ancient wisdom has been passed on from master to disciple. What are the functions of these energy centers? And could these chakras help you unlock your destiny and find your true purpose? Welcome to My 7 Chakras. And now, your host, Aditya Jai Kumar. What's going on action takers, AJ here and I'd like to thank you for making a decision one more time to fight, to move and to take action and thank you for pressing play on my 7 chakras. I've got a special announcement to make. If you recall a few episodes back I had asked you to email me your single biggest goal to hold you publicly accountable which is by the way one of the most powerful ways to get things done i mentioned that the first person who sends this goal my way would get a shout out on air and one of our action takers named jill from duluth minnesota responded to the call so jill writes good morning aditya my main goal is to find my true self in every possible avenue of life your show has been incredibly inspiring for this purpose many blessings and thank you for doing what you're doing i listen to you every morning as a way to start my day off in the right direction so jill i just love your goal which is to find your true self in every possible avenue of life and while it may seem like a daunting goal at the outset let me share a zen proverb that states the way a person does one thing is the way they do everything. There's something that is far more important than reaching one of your goals, the process that leads you there. If you're going to do something, no matter what it is, do it to the best of your ability. And if you manage to find yourself in that one avenue, that one skill, that one area, that one life state will automatically get carried away to other avenues as well. So Jill, thanks for writing in. You are truly inspirational and action taker and we salute you. So listeners, what is your one burning goal? What is it one thing that you really want to accomplish this year in 2016? Write it down along with your name, your city and send an email to me at aditya at my 7 chakras.com. That's A-D-I-T-Y-A at my S-E-V-E-N chakras.com. And the first email will get a shout out on air. And now action takers, I am supercharged to bring you our featured guest for today, who is Brenda Michael. So Brenda, are you ready to inspire? I am ready to inspire. Awesome. The host of her own show, Conscious Talk Radio, and co-writer of The Gift of Cancer, A Miraculous Journey to Healing, Brenda Michaels dreamed of becoming an actress, achieving fame and fortune. She was given a year to live after three cancer diagnoses until she started to see her disease as a teacher and started to heal from the inside out. So Brenda, I've given our listeners a short intro. So take a minute, fill in any gaps that I may have missed and tell us a little bit more about yourself. Well, I really did at one point have this desire to be recognized, to be known, to be an actress, 
to show up in great films as a, as a great actress. And after receiving the diagnosis of cancer the third time and realizing that the most important thing in life is your health, mm-hmm. uh, that goal began to fade into the background. And and that was part of my gift, the giving of, of me back to myself, realizing that I was so much more than what my mind was telling me I could be. And that started me on this journey of, uh, of discovery. And the reason that uh, my husband and I do our radio show, Conscious Talk Radio, is a give back to people for the gifts that we've been given. Mm-hmm. So Brenda, as a host and thought leader, I'm sure you agree that thoughts are things and words are powerful because they inspire thoughts that lead to things. So as featured guest today, you have that opportunity to ignite a thought in our minds today. So Brenda, what is your favorite inspirational quote? And give us an example of how you apply this quote to your life. My quote is, only those who believe in the power of transformation will gain wings and experience life from a new perspective. And that is by Inez Lee. And I use this quote in my life daily because I believe that we are here, if you will, as alchemists. We are able to change, if you will, lead thoughts or negative thoughts into positive thoughts. We're able to transform our thinking, our perceptions, and our beliefs that align with who we truly are, which I feel is God presence in human form. Mm-hmm. Well, that's a beautiful and profound thought that you shared only those who believe in the power of transformation i think the power of belief is huge a lot of people including me at one point wanted to see it to believe it but truly the magic what i learned and what i really share with a lot of people is the magic happens when you believe Mm -hmm. in order to see it Mm -hmm. so thanks a lot for sharing now People normally associate cancer with danger or terror or misfortune. But what inspired you to write your book and name it The Gift of Cancer? Well, I was like everyone else, AJ. I was terrified when I received my third diagnosis of cancer. Mm -hmm. I was told if I refused the treatment again, I had maybe a year to live. The cancer was systemic in my system. I was also angry that I had been sick off and on for so many years. I'd been dealing with the cancer for many, many years. I would get a bout of cancer. I would have a little surgery. They would tell me I needed further treatment. I would refuse. I would go on with my life, and then it would come back. And during those times, I was not feeling well throughout those years. So I was angry. I was angry at my body. I was angry at life. I thought I'd been dealt a bad hand. And uh, what I realized when I finally made peace and accepted the fact that I had this disease, but I felt there was more to it than just the disease itself, that's when I began to go inward. And this started my journey of waking up. And the gift, there are so many, I couldn't even begin to name all of them on the show. But the main gift was it was truly my wake up call. Mm-hmm. So you mentioned that you were at the doctor's place and they mentioned that you had a year to live, especially if you'd refuse the treatment. Mm-hmm. But at a certain point, you embarked on your miraculous journey. You accepted the disease, but not just accepted it. But you felt that there was something more to it and that you could learn yourself and also 
uh, empower others. Now, cancer cases are expected to surge 57% worldwide in the next 20 years, uh, an imminent human disaster that will require a renewed focus on prevention to combat, according to the World Health Organizations. What were some of the situations or challenges that in retrospect might have caused your cancer and creating those cancer cells? Was it the lifestyle? Oh, absolutely. It is a lifestyle disease. And the lifestyle I was leading, which starts at an emotional level, I was very unbalanced emotionally, um, had a lot of drama in my life, grew up in a family where there was a high drama all of the time, a lot of physical, emotional, verbal abuse. And, um, and I was highly sensitive child as well. I could almost feel what my family members were, you know, feeling. And I didn't realize that I was that sensitive and I would take it on and I would act it out. So I was sort of the rebel in the family. And I brought in a lot of problems for myself. And then my lifestyle started, continued with smoking and doing marijuana and drinking heavy and not getting a lot of rest and not taking care of myself in any way, shape or form, nutritionally or any other way. So I definitely feel like I made myself available for a disease such as cancer to be present. I didn't bring that in and and own that as a place of feeling guilty or shameful because I knew that was not the case. If I would have known better, I would have done better, but I didn't know better. And I think that's where, where we sit with a lot of disease and illness. We don't know that we're helping to perpetrate those illnesses upon ourselves by not really taking exquisite care of ourselves on every level. Now, you mentioned that uh, it's a lifestyle disease. You grew up in a family with there was lots of drama or abuse or tension. Uh, and automatically, as a kid in that household, you took it on subconsciously. And that continued as a lifestyle onto your adulthood. We are smoking and taking on stress or eating unhealthy. And it sort of speaks to the importance of the atmosphere that a family creates at home for their kids so that the atmosphere is positive, so that the kids can by themselves uh, learn you know, explore and embark on their own journeys. And you sort of hinted to the challenge that exists with the conventional healthcare industry in that it's always looking at solving a problem. Once that, you know, actually manifests, once a problem happens, it's not really preventative. So do you feel that there are any inherent challenges with the current approach to cancer treatments, chemotherapy, antibiotics, or, you know, the conventional approach? Mm -hmm. Uh, I do, AJ, and I think it goes deeper than just prevention. Um, Mm -hmm. Our medical model, when it comes to dealing with broken bones and accidents and that type of thing, our medical model is amazing. But when it comes to dealing with chronic illness, I feel our medical model falls down. And where it really falls down is that we, the medical model does not go to the core issues behind what the symptom is producing. The symptom's presenting. Mm. But what's behind the symptom? It is not natural for the body to be sick, and yet we have accepted illness as a natural course of life. So right there, we hold a subconscious belief that as we age or illness is part of our lives, and we've just accepted that. And because we have, we need to go deeper than the symptom to source out the core issues that might be 
helping, if you will, assisting whatever's going on in the body to remain there. And we, as a medical model, we treat the symptom, not not the existing core problem. If we did treat the existing core problem, if we would research and find out what it is, and then do the healing of the core problem or problems, the body automatically responds when it's given the proper environment. And that means spiritually, emotionally, mentally, and physically. Now, you mentioned that when it comes to chronic illnesses, the medical model or the conventional model just does not go to the root issues or the main issues that are causing the problem. It looks at the surface level symptoms. And as uh, you know, patients, we just accept it at the surface level thereby experiencing side effects later on. So take us back to that moment where, you know, you had received your third diagnosis and you, I'm sure, were feeling very overwhelmed in terms of what next, you know, step to take, Mm -hmm. what should I do? Because to be honest, there's so much information in this world, right? Mm -hmm. Especially with the oncoming of the internet. What was that first step that you took to, you know, embark on your journey and find the solution yourself? Well, I I would say the very first step I took after I went home with the diagnosis and I was feeling incredibly overwhelmed, full of fear, very vulnerable, I did something, I you know, and I did this at the doctor's office, which was interesting, and then I did it again when I got home, but I got on my hands and knees and I began to pray. And I began to ask for help ask God to help me, to know what was going on, to understand why I was in this place that I was in, and to bring me the help that I needed to heal myself. And I had never done anything like that before. And and I was raised a Christian, raised a Christian, sang in the choir, taught Sunday school, but I had shunned God and shunned my religion for many, many years. So I feel that this was probably one of the very first steps that I took. So you mentioned that as soon as you got that news, you got down on your knees, your hands, and you asked for help, and you expressed that level of vulnerability. I think uh, mm-hmm. from what I've heard, a lot of people, when they experience that, express that vulnerability, whether they're working in an office or business, or whether they're express, you know, in a relationship, the universe automatically connects with you because you are going back into to nature. Mm-hmm. You know, because as human beings, we have forgotten to be human beings what we've become human doings yes and uh, by by just reaching out to nature saying that you know what i'm not perfect but i need your help i need to know the things that would benefit me so send them forth uh, it seems empowering that you called upon the law of attraction mm-hmm. in that very moment and i was also for the first time i think aj very very honest mm-hmm. with myself I I remember saying to God, I'm terribly afraid. I feel terribly alone. I know that I have left you behind in my life. Um, I I know in my heart that you are merciful and not this judgmental God. I really just had this conversation, a very honest conversation for the first time in my life. And I feel that heart-centered vulnerability makes a a lot of difference. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. So for people out there, our listeners or friends, family members who are getting who might have received a diagnosis of cancer, I'm sure they're going through the same feeling of overwhelm and dissatisfaction and not knowing what to do. What helped you survive after reaching out to God? How did you go about that healing procedure? What was really interesting is because I feel like 
I became so vulnerable. I, in a way, surrendered to God, if if you will. I, I don't know how else quite to say quite how to say that. Opening my heart and really making myself available for help. I started hearing an inner voice, mm-hmm. and that was that is something that had never happened to me before. And that inner voice began to guide me, so to speak. And, um, and I began to, to pay attention to it and, and follow that guidance. And it's interesting, when you decide, and I really want to make a point of this, we are deciders. We have to decide that we want, when we say we want something, we have to make that decision. And once we do, we commit to that decision. And I committed to doing whatever it would take to heal and and I realized I wasn't just asking for healing. This little voice was encouraging me to ask for emotional and spiritual and mental and physical healing for all of it to be present in my life. And so I began to do that. I began to, and I made, I was never, the only thing I, I was ever committed to in my life was the needs of my ego. And I realized, began to realize that that was all outside of me, all those things outside of me. But I'd never really committed to myself. And and that was what I was being guided to do, to really, really humbly commit to myself. And so I did. And as I did, books were brought to me. People were brought to me. The doctor that I eventually went to that helped me on a physical level was brought to me. And I say brought to me, AJ, because I had no reason. Sources. I didn't know what to do or where to go. And at the time, I didn't even have the money to spend on a counselor or anything like that. I was in a very fragile, vulnerable place in my life. And it was really the perfect timing for this. So you emphasize the importance of committing to a decision. And I totally resonate with your thoughts as well. Once a person decides their why, and decides their what in terms of what do they want to achieve, where do they want to go. Mm-hmm. And it's miraculous because the how happens automatically. Mm-hmm. In fact, Les Brown, Peak Performance Coach, says, don't worry about the how because that's none of your business. Right, <laughs> because right. Once you, once you decide on what you want to do, in fact, I'm, I'm going to see him live next week and I'm so excited, so charged out about it. Been mm-hmm. listening to his uh, you know, peak performance you know, audios all my life. So I'm yeah. going to see him. But I, I remember what he said is, you know, don't worry about the how because the how is none of your business because the universe automatically takes care of that. And you also mentioned that you have the power within you to change. So listeners, remember that you're not just one of the million drops within the ocean, but you are the entire ocean within mm-hmm. drop. So thanks a lot for sharing uh, this beautiful thought. And with that, we've now reached the health tip round, changing a lifestyle, waking up early, eating healthy on a consistent basis might seem like a massive goal, but taking just one step toward that direction is always easier. So what is it one health tip that you have for our action takers that they can try out immediately? I would recommend that they start juicing fresh organic vegetables. Um, I juice, my husband and I juice at least three or four times a week 
Mm-hmm. There is nothing that provides me with more sustenance, minerals, vitamins, that type of thing, and energy and clarity. Because when you begin juicing, you know, your body will probably, if you're toxic, begin somewhat of its own detox. And in the beginning, it won't feel very good, but it doesn't take long for the body to clear out. And you begin to feel uh, much more alert and alive. It is live, whole food. Mm-hmm. And it's one of the things that I've been doing now for nearly 30 years. And um, and the reason I say 30 years is I started it in that process after my third di- diagnosis. And then it's been about 26 years now that I've been absolutely healthy. Beautiful. So you mentioned that the fresh juices have vitamins, energy, and... Life force. Life, life force, force, exactly. Yes. And you start the detox, and you mentioned that it won't feel good in the beginning, and it sort of uh-huh. brought to my mind the fact that, just imagine, listeners, if you're at home, and you know, you've not been cleaning your house for, I don't know, months now, and there's dust settled on your tables, on your wardrobe, and things like that, it looks pretty okay, it doesn't look that bad, but once you start dusting your house then the dust suddenly automatically jumps all around it becomes a chaos you know because you've actually started taking steps and dusting your house but once you dust your house that's when the dust actually escapes and once the dust is not there that's when you go beyond not feeling good in the very beginning but then you actually change your lifestyle and like you said plants store solar energy within themselves and we are energy as well we're we have light within us. So mm-hmm. by drinking that juice and drinking those healthy green vegetables, you know, we actually mm-hmm. start to feel much better uh, ourselves. So thanks a lot for that wonderful tip. Les Brown once said, I advise you to say your dream is possible and then overcome all inconveniences, ignore all hassles and take a running leap through the loop, even if it's in flames. This round is about moments or times of challenge or a trial during which people came out victorious. So Brenda, let's go back to a time when you faced a major challenge. What was going on in your mind at that time? And then how did you overcome that challenge? Well, if you're talking about the greatest challenge of my life, it was moving through the cancer. And when I took that leap of faith, when I became humble, when I opened my heart to God, to all that is, when I began to practice that, when I began to feed my body healthy, nourishing, whole life, life force food, when I began to change my mind and look at my beliefs, and that was a big one for me, AJ, was really Mm -hmm. looking at my, not my conscious beliefs, but really going in and meditating and asking to have my unconscious beliefs revealed. And and those are the ones that drive the boat, by the way. It's like the iceberg. 10% of the iceberg sits on top. The mm-hmm. rest of it is below the surface, and it's below the surface that is the the danger, if you will. When I started to really look at my beliefs and understand that they were operating in so many ways in my life, and I began to shift those beliefs or transform them, if you will, my life started to change dramatically. Mm-hmm. So looking back now, what is that one major life lesson that you would want our listeners to take away from your story? Hmm. I really feel like, and this is a big one, AJ, and I'm going to say to your lovely listeners out there, please, please be patient with yourselves. Please be kind and loving and forgiving of yourself and others. 
And if you can, accept what is to the best of your ability. And when I say that to people that are my clients that are dealing with cancer, they panic. And I understand that. But I also understand that what we resist persists. And when we're in resistance to what is actually unfolding in our lives, we are not open to the lessons that it is bringing forth, the growth that it is bringing forth, and the healing energy that we're wasting on fighting with whatever it is instead of taking that loving, healing energy and using it to move through whatever is in front of us. So my question is, you mentioned and the importance of the subconscious mind, uh, which is actually the chunk of the iceberg. What happens when you, when the beliefs that are within your subconscious come to your conscious? Uh, does it sometimes surprise you that you never knew that these are the beliefs that you held? Oh yeah, I was I was shocked at times <laughs> that I had held these beliefs, and and yet when I looked at my life honestly, I could see how those beliefs were playing out in my life and and it was like a huge a wake up call it's it's like how could i not respond to that because that's what i believed and yet mm. i didn't know that i necessarily believed that because i took a lot of those beliefs on when i was very very young which i believe most of us do mm-hmm. well thank you so much for that inspiring story even thinking about situations like the ones you went through might seem almost impossible to do but because you did that today. Our listeners have greater faith in the possibility of a change. And now we move on to the round about finding your true calling, during which we discuss stories when people went up and beyond themselves to help people in their communities, their nation and around the globe and found their mission on this planet. Now, Mini Ammonia once said, there is always music amongst the trees in the garden, but our hearts must be very quiet to hear it. So my question to you, Brenda, is have you found your life's true calling? If yes, what is your life's calling? I believe I have, AJ, and I I believe that I've been living it for some time and it, it continues to unfold. It continues to expand. You know, in the beginning, you read my bio and it said that I was wanting to be an actress. And when I moved to Hollywood to pursue that, and I was quite old compared to what you would normally do when you go to Hollywood, I had a lot of friends and family that were telling me that I was foolish, that I was crazy, that this was never going to happen. And yet I know now in my heart that the training I received while I was in L.A., the training on the air, I did um, some television I did quite a bit of radio. I also was guided through an agent down there to get in touch with the American Cancer Society at the time and share my story with the woman that had headed up a division that is no longer a part of the American Cancer Society, but was very active when I was there. And it was called Celebrities Against Cancer. And I notified her. I wrote her a long letter. I really never expected to hear from her. But Uh several weeks later, I got a surprise call. And before I knew it, I was on the road speaking in front of huge audiences. And I had never been a speaker. I didn't even know Uh that I could do that. But I put myself out there and said yes to that. And and I they for two years they flew me all over the United States. 
And the only the only thing that I wasn't allowed to say was that I was doing an alternative therapy on a physical level, but I was talking about inner healing. And I was, you know, graced with a lot of large audiences. And then I would stick around after everything was said and done and speak to anyone that was willing uh-huh. to come up and introduce themselves. And sometimes I'd be at a function for two or three hours afterwards just talking privately, particularly with women that were seeking something better in their lives for them who had cancer, who had a mother or a father or friends with it. And I would take time with them to to share what I was learning. And it was just great. It was just pure joy for me. That is a really inspiring story. And that just brings to my mind um, so many thoughts. In fact, listeners, as you head towards achieving your vision you might meet people who say you're foolish or you're crazy or this is not a direction meant for you or you just don't have the talent maybe there is so much competition out there do not let others opinion of you become your reality but also it's so wonderful that you that you went out there you actually took action and you mentioned that you weren't at the outset a celebrity or maybe an established professional but you just went out there and you took action mm-hmm. so it reminds me that you don't have to be great to be started but you have to start in order to be great and that's when you took action you presented your authentic self because as you mentioned you waited even after the speeches to answer people's questions mm-hmm. to support them and present your authentic self and that's when uh, people began to connect with you and began to see uh, you as one of them as somebody who can answer their questions with a genuine uh, response and somebody who's just there to add value so uh, thanks a lot for sharing and and for our listeners just say yes to your life say yes to your dreams yes to your goals and yes to your human revolution my question to you is is there a specific moment in time when you realized that you were going to embark on your life's mission could you take us back to that moment well i believe um that moment came not too long after i was giving talks because I was being flown around the country and I realized I had a, a true gift for communicating at a, if you will, bringing down higher level concepts that I was receiving and making them, you know, making them available for people. I, I call it down to earth spirituality. Mm-hmm. And I had a real gift for that. And And I had a gift for talking to people like you and interviewing people and being interviewed. And I realized this is my mission. My mission is to use my voice to help others. And I I do it every day on my radio show. And I do a lot of talks um, out in the world. And I love every minute of it because every time I see a person's face light up, or I can tell there's an aha moment for them, that is probably the greatest gift that I can be given. Mm -hmm. Well, thanks a lot for sharing. In fact, I love the term down-to-earth spirituality. That's, I believe, what I am aiming to do as well, because Mm -hmm. to be honest with you, the health and wellness space and alternative healing and metaphysics and the mind and body connection sometimes might get very esoteric. And that would mean that people who are new to this field or new to changing their lives might feel a bit overwhelmed Mm -hmm. and to be able to break that down into bite-sized 
pieces of wisdom for them to take action i think that is more powerful than just sharing all the information all the wisdom that you have gleaned throughout your life and it sort of uh, reminds me of the life of the buddha because if you think about it buddha was meditating for many years together and then he experienced enlightenment and then he had that very esoteric very profound knowledge but he knew that the common folk who really needed that help would not be able to uh, grasp that knowledge and so he broke that down into many sutras until the lotus sutra which was the last uh, sutra that he you know uh, that he shared mm-hmm. before he passed on and that was the most esoteric but he started with simple phrases simple similes simple parables that made it easier to understand and as you mentioned down to earth spirituality and mm-hmm. and with that we've come to the last round of today's show this round is called the wisdom round which consists of four rapid fire questions uh, which require four uh, answers so are you ready mhm i'm ready awesome what is the best advice that you have ever received the best advice i've ever received is truly to accept what is to surrender to our higher self the god self divine goddess god whatever you call it to understand and believe with all your heart that no matter what no matter what is unfolding in your life it's all for you it's for your benefit we truly are not victims of anything mm-hmm. so what is that one personal habit that contributes to your well-being i do something um i do several things but i do something every single morning before rob and i start our show we are a morning show an early morning show and that is that i take a moment i thank god for another day and then i spend about 10 minutes breathing into my heart and with the intention aj of opening expanding and deepening into that place that is one of the most valuable things that i've learned to do and i do it every day so could you elaborate on what is your morning ritual like it is when i get up it is the first thing is to thank god for this day uh-huh. to and ask god to show me how i can be of the highest service today and then i began breathing into my heart and then we start our radio show wonderful you do it every every day five days a week oh that's wonderful that's wonderful i got to check out some more shows of yours it's it's on what what radio channel for the benefit of our listeners it's on it streams live and you can stream live two ways either if you're not in this area either 1150 that's 1150 kknw.com and the show is conscious talk radio or you can stream it off of our internet our website which is consciousstalk.net and if you're in this area you can hear it on 11:50 a.m. on the on the radio dial and then we broadcast on the weekends on 12:30 AM in the Spokane, the greater Spokane and Coeur d'Alene, Idaho areas, also streaming, also podcasting and our streaming and podcasts and our archives which you can download are all free to our listeners. Beautiful. Now I know that you're a big believer in books, but what is it one book that has made a significant impact on your life? The one book that I truly have treasured ever since it came to me was Marianne Williamson's book I Return to Love. Mm-hmm. 
So action takers to view these show notes, to view the information and the, you know, the links that we share, head on over to my7chakras.com. That's M-Y-S-E-V-E-N-C-H-A-K-R-A-S.com slash Brenda. So you'll have all the information that we discuss about in the show when you go to my7chakras.com slash B-R-E-N. DA. So Brenda, it was wonderful having you on our show today. Before you go, tell us one thing that you're super grateful for and tell us the best way we can find you. I'm grateful to be alive. I'm grateful to look every day into the beauty that's here for all of us when we open our eyes to it. I am incredibly grateful that I've been awakened and that I continue on this path. Mm-hmm. You can learn more about me. You can get my book, The Gift of Cancer, A Miraculous Journey to Healing on Amazon.com, and it's in various bookstores throughout the country. Um, I have another website, which is Intentional Shift, S-H-I-F-T, dot com, and there's a clip of me on the Today Show. I was a guest there about a year and a half ago, sharing a little bit of my story, and you can learn more about my book on that site, and there are blogs as well. And then our radio show, which is on five days a week, and we've been on for, this is going into our 15th year, is at ConsciousTalk.net. Mm-hmm. So listeners, as we discussed today, it was the tip of the iceberg, but there is so much more you can learn about the journey of Brenda and how she overcame the diagnosis of cancer, not one, not two, but three diagnoses came out triumphant. And uh, the book is called The Gift of Cancer. It's available on Amazon. I'm sure that friends, family and people who are currently going through such a challenge, will it will provide them that beacon of inspiration and helps them onwards on their journey. So in order to learn more, go to intentionalshift.com. That's intentionalshift.com. And you find all the other information. You can go to Amazon and search directly for the book, The Gift of Cancer. Or you can come to the show notes page, my7chakras.com slash Brenda. And you'll find all the links there as well. We're making it really easy for you in order to get more information about what we discussed today. So Brenda, thank you so much for coming on our show today, inspiring us with your courage and taking us one more step closer to a human revolution. Thank you, AJ. It's been absolutely my pleasure god bless you and your entire audience you are listening to my seven chakras go to my s-e-v-e-n chakras.com download your free gift get inspired and take action transform your life today